Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. I'm like running on like 0% energy. Hello and welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment, Denise Salcedo. How's it going, Denise? Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Although I feel kind of bad because I've, like, I've essentially woken you up early on a Friday to come and argue with me about blood and guts. But like, and you would like, we were just before we started recording, then you were like, I'm so tired. And I'm like, oh no, that's because of me. I'm at fault here. You took all the energy I had reserved <laughs> for today. Like you made me waste it all in the first like half hour of this podcast. Oh, it's a spicy first hour. Um, but let, let's get into it now because we are talking about which is better. Uh, which did it better? Which did War Games better? AEW or NXT? Here is the show. Let's talk about uh, War Games and Blood and Guts, which is AEW's version of War Games. They had their first one this coming Wednesday, or this past Wednesday, I should say. And I've, I've already seen quite a few comments that have said this, being like, uh, it's unfair to compare these two at the moment because AEW have only done one, NXT have done many. But what I'm actually kind of, I'm not talking about like the match quality, it's more like trying to do War Games, essentially. Because NXT's War Games, their match type, is very different to what AEW were trying to accomplish with Blood and Guts. They're trying to accomplish what the WCW War Games was. The, this thing of like, you know, it's these two teams going to war and it is submit or surrender. Whereas NXT's War Games, their version of War Games, is more about like these crazy stunt shows and like the big spots and the diving off the top and the trash cans and this that, and the other. So they're two incredibly different match types. So I wanted to get, I was just curious to see like, you know, which version of it you prefer what the chat prefers and kind of just sort of like what wrestling fans are kind of into at the moment so how did you feel about the match all right so how i felt about the match i was on the side of yeah 
it, it ended up being such a controversial thing. And as you know, and everybody has been talking about, you know, the finish and everything. And I am more towards the side of I like the match, hated the finish. That's where I'm at with all of this. And in terms of which one I like more, NXT or AEW, for me personally, I agree. I feel like you can't really compare the two because they both two, they both went to totally different directions. Like you mentioned the fact that NXT likes to do, you know, those fun, creative spots versus, you know, AEW, they went more for like, we're just bleeding buckets. Like there was, there were certain moments, certain guys that were bleeding where I was like, how the hell did that guy even start bleeding? They didn't even show that, but that guy's bleeding buckets. And so they went more for like the gory stuff, which obviously they had to do it because they named it blood and guts. We're expecting um, blood and guts. And so, um, look, they're totally different. I feel like I didn't necessarily love the AEW Blood and Guts match as much as I thought I would have. So if I'm going to have to choose right now, I like the NXT ones that we've seen more, but I do think that AEW will hopefully get it right in the future. Yeah, it was a match that was like, I, I've said this a lot on, you know, the the live stream that we did on the review that we did for it yesterday on this channel. It was a show that was hurt by the fact it was on TV. I think if this was on pay-per-view where you wouldn't have had the commercial cuts and everything, uh, I think people would have thought about this match slightly differently. I personally, I loved the finish. Absolutely loved the finish. We're polar opposites. I, well, I know, but that's fine. But that's fine, dude. Like it's okay because that's what like wrestling, that's what discussion's all about. Like I loved the finish of the match. I loved the surrender finish. And I think you had to do a surrender finish in your first blood and guts match to get over that finish and get over the stipulation of the match. So I, I really dug it and and I and I liked that it was Sammy that did it and it was Jericho the one that MJF was gonna throw off. So I, I really, really liked that. And like I loved that it felt like a war. Like maybe it's, you know I'm I'm, a, I'm an old school wrestling fan maybe you could argue but but as soon as they started bleeding I was like this is, feels like this is a proper war games match now this feels like two teams that just hate the piss out of each other and are doing everything they can to like just brutally beat their f out of every single person who was in this ring so I I, I really loved like the emotion of the match and like the raw physicality of everything. So I like that like you mentioned the blood and the raw physicality and all of that, but the commercials did 100% hurt this match because I don't watch picture and picture. It's there. I'm not going to watch it. That's going to be the commercial breaks for me is time to catch up on my notes. It's time to read people's tweets, time to respond to tweets or whatever the case may be. It's not, I'm not going to be watching this tiny little screen to see what's happening. It just doesn't deliver. You know, it just doesn't get, it doesn't deliver. It doesn't. I don't like watching the picture in picture i even prefer going to a full commercial but it really did hurt the match but see i didn't like the finish for a couple of reasons was you mentioned the whole part of like the surrender and everything prior to this and all of their like promos and whatnot i recall them saying you're literally gonna have to kill us to win all right cool Nobody died. <laughs> I mean, they surrendered. And not only that, it makes the it made the baby faces look dumb. It really did. Like, what made you think that just because you guys were gonna surrender that MJF was not gonna throw Jericho off the cage? Ah, well, see, now I disagree with this. I don't think it was a case of we're surrendering, so don't throw him off. We they were pleading yes, with him. They were pleading with him not to do it. It, no, it wasn't a case of I, it, he wasn't he wasn't saying like 
if I, I'm going to throw him off when you surrender, it's like, no, 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 we're like, we're, they were pleading with him not to do it. And like, we all surrender, please don't do That's it. It's not like what's it, what's it, what do you want to do? Just be like, well, just F it, throw him then anyway, see if we care. Like, of course it's they're going to do it. That's what a baby, fa- that's what a baby face does. That's what a baby face does. They were, looking after, they were looking after their teammates' like well-being. All right. So he gets thrown the hell off onto a crash pad. All right, cool. The rest okay. of okay. In the kayfabe world, they don't know it's a crash pad, Denise. It looks okay. like metal. Okay. Well, still, the, it's still, I would be like, you know what? He's going to go down and that's fine with me because the rest of us are going to continue this. Oh. I did not like that. And yeah, to me, he, he, MJF was like, I will throw him off if you guys don't surrender. So they decided to surrender. I yeah, kind of made it, them look dumb. And as baby faces, I don't want to cheer them. Why am I going to cheer them? Uh, I'm going to cheer for MJF who didn't give a hell and decided to throw him off the cage e- either way. I disagree. I thought I thought it worked. Like I, I you know, I, I get the argument. I, I totally do. But I just, I just disagree. Like I think that, like as a babyface, you should be the one who is like an empathetic character that is just like so. Like I, I, Sammy Why? would have looked Why like yeah. well, Sammy. Sammy would have looked like such but a bad, not... like such a bad babyface if you'd gone like, yeah, cool. I mean, you're gonna throw him anyway, so just throw him. No. Like, what do I care? You know what they, they could have just done different things. That he could have been like, you know what, like no, like. He could have even been screaming like, no, I'm going to get up there, try to get up there. And then, like, let's say he did it like, let's say MJF was like, oh, he's getting too close. I'm going to throw Jericho off. Throws Jericho off. Sammy's already up there. And he's like, you mother effer, you throw my friends out. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm rebooking this entire finish. But he's be a terrible faction member. <laughs> Hell yeah, I ride solo. But no, it, I'm sorry. It made them look dumb, all right? I'm not a, I'm not a booker. I'm sure they could have come up with a different way to make it look, to not make them come across as big giant dorks, all right? I'm sorry. I'm out on this discussion. <laughs> and it was such a flat finish, too. Like, usually... After the finish, I want to be like, oh, that just happened. This was me. Cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was it. I, I, that should not I happen totally, in my reaction. But, but I think that I think that is also just like surrender finishes are always going to land flat. I think because it almost in the same way as like an I quit thing, because you don't have like the big, you don't have a, a one, two, three, you don't have a visible tap out or anything like that for the crowd to react to. So it is just like, I think it isn't going to have like that huge impactful finish that it should do. But as a storytelling mechanic, I think it really works. I think it, it, it was really nice. And I, I think that it played off well for the characters, both good and bad. But I, I, I mean, the need to cheer for these guys more after this. Like, I want to see them. I, wa- I want to see them get. I want to. I want to see them get pinnacle even more now. And I wanted to see them get them in the lead up to what? this match. But I, I want to see them like kick the crap out of them now. I want to see Sammy get his revenge on on uh, MJF. No, I don't see that whatsoever. I don't get that from this. From this, I just now want to see the pinnacle move on to something else and kill some other people. How do they move on from this? Like this is the no, start not. of the they're feud. Not move on. I know they're not, but I'm just trying yeah. to tell you that I can't cheer for the baby faces as of this moment because they didn't give me a reason to. And someone's making the argument here, like, do you think Stone Cold would have pled for a teammate? Like, but that's Stone Cold. Stone Cold is literally he is an island unto himself. Like that's his whole gimmick is I don't trust anyone and no one trusts me. It was weak, Luke. It was very, very weak. It was. It was. It was not good. And then let's not even get to the whole crash pad thing, the whole camera <laughs> angle thing, the whole argument. Oh, that was about, Did yeah. you want him to kill himself? I mean, people were like going to the extreme here and just weren't like, no, it, it, it was wild. I didn't yeah, expect I, all of it. this uh, 
controversy, this backlash of fans essentially being torn apart here. I mean, look at us. We're torn apart here. This is like the presidential debate on what we thought about blood and guts. I mean, like, there is absolutely it no argument. That it's a mess, Luke. Sorry to cut you off, but it should tell you if we're sitting here and we're arguing about it because, oh, you felt a certain way and I felt a certain way, shouldn't we have both been on the same page? And genuinely, no, not at all. Generally, we so. are usually on the same page. Well, no, yeah. Oh, this rocked, this did not. No, absolutely we are. But like, I think that a lot of wrestling finishes can be divisive. I think we could have sat here and argued like, oh, I think that Rhea Ripley should have won the Royal Rumble. You can make the argument for Sasha Banks uh, or Bianca Belair winning the Royal Rumble. Like there's no like, there's no right or wrong answer there. I think you and I disagreeing on the finish and, and our thoughts on the finish doesn't make it a bad finish. It just means that it, it was a, a finish that- A dud. Had, it, it doesn't even make <laughs> it, it a dud either. A dud. I think it makes it a dud either. And like, I mean, it, it's been like a, it's been a couple of days because like, because I've now said on a show, I liked this finish. I've had idiots in my DMs and people in comments be like, oh, if WWE had done this, you'd have called it like, I hate that argument. It's like, if that is your argument, but you've that already is lost true, the argument. Though, because that's not true. If WWE, if WWE had done this match, if WWE had this match with these characters and this story and that finish, it would have worked because I would have liked the characters and I liked the story and I liked the finish. Has absolutely deadly dick to do with which company did it. Luke, it's like, you're going like, crazy. W yes, not it does. <laughs> yes, it does. Because <laughs> No matter what, at the end of the day, people are going to compare AEW and WWE, whether we like it or not, whether you and I do it or not, it doesn't matter. People are going to do it. And I do think that if WWE would have done this with the same players, the same people, they would have gotten the same exact backlash. And even more would, would have so, been because it's cool to hate on WWE. So, yeah, I do think so. Denise, it would have also been a divisive finish there. My point was that people think I only liked this because AEW did it. And I, if WWE had done it, I wouldn't have liked it, which I think is a stupid argument to make. If like, but like, if WWE had done this, it would have been as divisive. If they'd have had the same camera, if they'd have had the same finish with someone falling into a crash pad and falling onto a mattress with cardboard around them, a lot of people would have said the exact same things. That looked dumb. It was shot poorly. And they would have been right there, just as you're right to criticize W, uh, criticize AEW. AEW for shooting it poorly and doing the stunt and like not making the stunt look as good as it could have done. The stunt did it ruin it for you? Yeah, totally. Like I, I don't think that it was as good as it could have been. Like it really should have been shot better. Tempest and I were saying on the uh, or Tempest as you often call him on the uh, the the AEW podcast yesterday, we're just like, yeah, man, it was not good. Like, but the hope is that like as a company, you look at that and be like, cool, we did that wrong. Hopefully for the next time we won't do the same thing again. And we like we learn from the mistake. That is that's what you gotta hope from a wrestling company. Go from any television company. If you make a mistake on TV, you need to answer your phone there, Denise. Sorry, I'm turning it off. Really <laughs> sorry. <laughs> No, you gotta but... hope, got hope from a wrestling company or any television company that you learn from a mistake so you don't make that mistake the second time around. This was the second time around, Luke. Do you well, not uh, do you not remember the exploding barbed wire death match? That's a different mistake to make. Like if you would have done two barbed wire death matches with that had the same explosion, you'd be like, okay, guys, I, I can't believe you made that second mistake again. But like I thought for a second, like, the last time we had a bump like this, it was Matt Hardy at all out. And that was a mistake. And they did it much better this time around because no one got concussed. No one was seriously hurt this time. I feel okay, look, look, look. I if you're saying the Matt Hardy thing was a different mistake from this i agree the different mistake but i do not think it's a, 
I think it's similar in the way to the exploding barbed wire death match in the fact that it had a flat ending or not even actually the exploding mm-hmm. barbed wire death match was a lot worse because everybody was expecting this Ooh, yeah. giant explosion. That it did was not worse, work okay? at all. But still, it's two finishes of a match not landing because of something that uh, production wise hurt it. You know, so it's like the same. It's a similar aspect in the production sense of it. I can kind of get that argument, but I think the the the, the exploding by death exploding barbed wire death match uh, had different issues to the one that the Jericho bump did because the Jericho bump didn't like ruined the finish of uh, blood and guts. The finish still works. It's just that the the Jericho bump at the end was not as like impactful as it probably could have looked. Like that, I think those are very different things. Whereas, like, I think the the f- the finale of Revolution and the fact that you had some sparklers go off and a tiny little uh made people sort of forget about how good the match was previously and it kind of took i think it ruined the match for everyone whereas i don't think the jericho bump ruined blood and guts i still think the match ruled look i gotta be honest i like things as a whole package i can't half like something and yeah i could half like something right but as a whole i'm gonna remember how i felt after this match and after this match when i saw the finish i was like that's it and then when i saw the landing (laughs) and i saw the crash i was like oh Oh man, it, it, no, I can't agree, Luke. I'm out, and it's well, that's very eight in the morning, and you already got my blood pressure. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm getting you started for the day. Like that's a good thing. And like this is, do you know what? I'm I'm thrilled that we're having this, and it's good to get these kind of arguments out there and have these discussions with things. It's what wrestling should do. That's why I think YouTube channels should be like this. These YouTube channels would be rubbish if we all just sat there and be like, "Yep, everyone agrees on everything, and no one has a dis- a dissenting voice in all of this." And actually. According to a report, bearing in mind this report does come from Ringside News, so uh, I would take it with a grain of salt. Um, So this is what they wrote on their website. AEW's blood and guts match was a huge topic of conversation within WWE, but not for a good reason. We were told that most backstage considered the match barbaric with all the bloodletting that took place. A tenured member of the creative team opened up to us about how AEW's blood and guts is viewed by many within the company. It's a bad image for the industry, especially with the obvious blading. Chris Jericho's big spot at the end was also received uh, also received jeers as some commented some commented how Le Champion wants to be Shane McMahon now. Because as we all know, Shane, <laughs> as we all know, Shane McMahon is the only person to take crazy bumps. I guess of all people, Shane McMahon. You know what? I was like, I get where they're coming from, right? The whole thing, right? Like, okay, I get it. I, I could see that. I could see that. And then the ending, I was like, ah, see, see, the ending ruins things. You see what I mean? The ending <laughs> ruins things. <laughs> But you're like, do you know what? I mean, I I would disagree with if that is a correct report and that is WWE's backstage thing. I think the bloodletting actually added to the match, and I think like it's it's called war games for God's sake. It should have been fairly barbaric. I think it'd have been very if if there was no blood in that match, it would have been very tame, and I think people would have been way harsher on this match than uh, than they were with that finish. I think well, you yeah, you can't that. name something blood and guts and then not exactly. blood. It's like if we came on here, we're like Wrestle Talk podcast. Ah, but this week we're going to talk about. I don't know, something else. <laughs> salad. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Basketball and salad. Who has a podcast about salad, Luke? They might do. I don't know. I don't listen to it. Yeah, um, like, <laughs> or the kale. You know, the croutons need to be placed on the right. No, how dare you? They need to be placed on the left. Episode 54, the Niçoise salad. Like, you know, well, let's do a deep dive into the history of the Niçoise salad. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to the topic of conversation, because you said, like, you know, people are going to compare these two. 
literally that's what we're doing of like wwe and aew of which company does the does the doing better and like and i'll be honest with you of the matches i think i probably preferred like a lot of nxt's war games matches because they're the big fun stunt fests trevor dame on twitter did a really fun comparison about this like he kind of like said the war games matches from the past were a series of hot tags and then a sprint to the finish. Like these matches were, you know, 20 minutes if they were a day. Like they were just these short things. And it was just beat down, hope spot, beat down, hope spot, series of hot tags. You sprint to the finish. One of the team surrenders or one of the team submits. Whereas NXT, because we are now in the uh, work rate era and people want to see the big crazy stunts, it is literally just like, okay, you go down there. You've got your two minutes worth of spots to do. Then you go down. You've got your two minutes worth of spots to do. And then when we all get in, we'll all do a series of spots and then we'll do a big spot at the end and that's the finish of the match like there's no there's no story it's not about story it's not about character it's not about the feud it's not about anything else it's literally just about popping the crowd and getting them to react do you know what that's not a bad thing i like that and i think that's a really fun way to spend 45 minutes of my time so i've had no issues whatsoever with the way that nxt do things it's not war games but i don't think nxt are pretending for it to be war games outside of the match name yeah, I have to agree with you. It, like, I love everything. I love the way they work the NXT War Games matches. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it'll pop for all of the cool spots because I do. I, I love yeah. spots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I agree in the sense that it's not War Games outside the name because at the end of the day, War Games needs the roof. Like, point blank, you need the roof. And that was one of the things where it's like, you got to give AEW credit for it because in terms of, uh, everything except the ending. I love the production of the actual, how they actually set everything up, how everything looked. It looked pretty awesome. And if that would have been on a pay-per-view in front of a real live audience, not just, you know, the, the, the audience I have right now, a real authentic one, and it would have been done properly, I think a lot of people would have definitely loved that. And obviously, you know, I don't know what it was like for the people in the audience, because obviously they don't see the crash pad. They just see Jericho falling to his death there. But for the yeah. audience, it's a totally different thing. But I'm guessing if you're there in person, like I would have, I would have marked out. I'd be like so excited. You, you had a totally different experience. You didn't have commercials or any of that. So I'm sure for the live audience, it was great. But for the TV audience, it was something else. I would say as well, even because we were watching on fight here in the UK, so we didn't have the commercial breaks. But even then, like I, you could tell when they were in a commercial break How because they were. Because the wrestlers were being a bit slower with what they were doing. They've been a bit more methodical. And like, and it was feeling like like there was a moment when Jericho was climbing out to go up to chase MJF on the top of the cage, right? And he literally stops. And he literally stops and starts mugging to the crowd. And I was watching on the stream with Andy and Louie, who were both in the UK, also watching it on fight. And they were like, why is it? Why is Jericho stopped? Like, surely he should be just going up after MJF. And I turned to Tempest in Canada and I said, are you still in commercial break? He said, yeah, we are. And I was like, well, that'll be why then. It's because he's waiting for his cue that we're back live so he can uh, carry on the carry on the climb up. So there were even moments during the match where I could feel that, yeah, we're in commercial break at the moment because they're not, they're doing more mugging to the crowd than they are like focusing on like then the wrestling within the match. Oh yeah, I can imagine that takes away from it. See, and I thought if yeah. you were watching without the commercials that it wouldn't have been as bad, but I guess I was wrong on that with or without oh, yeah, commercials. Like yeah, so I, I think it being on TV... They were working for commercials. Exactly, yeah. I think in the, the, the case of this being on TV was was as part of its error. And I get the argument that like it has to be on TV or you know, because you had to 
it takes time to put the cage up and everything like that. So I, I get it from that aspect of it, but this I feel like this should be on pay-per-view more than it should be on TV. And I think I, I'm hoping that the next one they do is on pay-per-view. I'm hoping that they kind of listen to that audience feedback that this being on TV, or actually like we got a suggestion from someone in the chat yesterday, which I really liked, that get someone to sponsor it. Get one someone to sponsor the match type. So it's like, it's blood and guts brought to you by Domino's. That way- Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, Cracker, exactly. Yeah, you got Cracker Barrel on board. That way you don't have to go to commercial breaks because you just have to name the sponsor or like a series of sponsors that you have for the match that you don't have to cut away to commercial breaks for it. Do you think though a food company would sponsor a match called Blood and Guts? (laughs) Depends what they might do. I don't know, man. If I'm thinking, like, if I'm Domino's, I don't think I'd sponsor a blood and guts match because then I'd be like, wait, we have marinara sauce. People are going to think those are blood. <laughs> if, like, I'm Cracker Barrel and we sell chicken and Lord knows how they get their, you know, the, I don't know, the whole animal rights thing, all of that. I don't know how that gets done. But then you're sponsoring a match called Blood and Guts. PETA's going to be like, how dare you? Now you're parading what you do to the animals. You see what I mean? Like, I, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm thinking from a PR standpoint, this, I don't know. I was only thinking of like, you know, it, well, I mean, yeah, that would make sense because you get the obvious blades out there. They can literally no, hold up and be like, Harry's, Harry's blades are what I'm using to cut my head open this time around. <laughs> but that's terrible too, because then you're not going to want to buy the blades because you're going to be like, oh man, if I shave, I'm going to cut myself and my guts be coming out. Uh, but anyway, we put this question to the uh, community tab to see what you thought. Which match, you know, who do you think did the, the match better? Who does war games better? Is it NXT or AEW? And I think probably unsurprisingly, 62% voted for NXT uh, against 32, uh, 38% voting for AEW. And I think that's probably about right, to be honest. I think that we have a much younger audience that are used to the NXT style of matches and are used to like the, the spot-driven things. And yeah, it's like that is a way more fun match to watch than the AEW War Games, which is just like this is brutality and hardcore violence. Like uh, Pete on uh, Chopper Pete Quinnell on this channel, he's by the way, he's 10 years younger than I am. And I've watched an ECW shows with him before, and he does not like it because he's like, it's uncomfortable to watch this amount of brutality and this amount of violence. I don't like it. He's soft. Tell him I said he's soft. I go back and watch that stuff and go, God, I missed that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Oh, no, it was the comment that's going there. Millennials. Yeah. No, I'm a millennial. I was going to say, I'm a millennial as well. I should be pointing out, like, if you're you're 40 years old, you're a millennial. like what's the it's, years it's it's 1980 through to nine, uh, 2000 or 1998 i think all right then it's more like gen z it's the gen, gen z, z yeah. or young yeah. millennials because i'm an old millennial oh i'm a very old millennial like my <laughs> my brother is 41 and he's considered a millennial and you're like no he's not <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, well, let's see what you thought about this because we've had a few chats uh, about this. Actually, I have a, a bunch question for you, Luke. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Think of the entire show. What was the most biggest spot for you where you marked out out of all of Blood and Guts, not just the match? Um, I Actually, the one that popped me the most was the spike pile driver, the dual spike pile driver on FTR. That was the ma- that was that the one that made me... As man, that was the one that made me and Tempest go like, yeah, that was right. That was awesome. Going down the concrete steps. 
Yeah, but that didn't make me mark out. It made me go like, oh my god, like poor old Darby. But then again, like I saw like two weeks ago, I saw Darby like being power bombed in a duffel bag with thumbtacks in it. Like you know, Dar Darby does a big spot. Like it's like, yep, that's what Darby does these days. What? I'm sorry. I thought Darby going down the concrete was the best spot of the entire night, and it wasn't even in the match. So. Yeah, that was you know my what? Point. Like, I was trying to prove a point. You ruined my point, Luke. Thanks. Well, I, to be honest, I, I, Denise, I knew you were going to say that, which is why I said a different one. Oh, thanks. You, <laughs> you just wanted to win this argument. Well, no, I'm not, oh, no. I mean, I'll be honest. I think it's hilarious that Jericho was doing those interviews in the week where he was like, yeah, we're having production meetings to make sure that no one has a similar spot throughout the show. And I'm like, yeah. And then come this, does that meeting start next week? Because you've just had like these similar spots on this very show. Um, so it, it didn't quite work out that way. Uh, the Portuguese Mr. Davis said both war games and blooding guts are awesome, but I'm gonna give the edge to war games. Don't know why, but I feel the pace is more fluid with blood and guts. But looking forward to future matches to see how they can improve on it first. Uh, Jay Gupta said, I don't see why people would compare because the products are similar. WWE always use gimmicks as feud enders and have made that our mindset, whereas AEW use them to justify ends. Two different concepts, but the same products. However, I am AEW biased. Uh, true. Ninja Max says, uh, I love the match until the end spot. Oh, yeah. I love the match until the end spot. If I showed that to a non wrestling fan, I'd cut it after Sammy said he quits. You can't do the spot well, don't do it at all. Just like the death match, dud ending for me, completely killed the immersion. I would, I, I would slightly disagree there because you can do the spot well, and they did do the spot well, they just shot it poorly, bro. Dude, I, agree, I, I agree with this person. Yeah, I agree with because you. I do agree with like, how they shot it differently. What they shot it, yeah, just shot it made it differently. Bad. Like someone um showed the clip from WrestleMania a few years back, the Shane McMahon Miz thing. You know where they did the suplex off the scaffolding onto very similar like crash pad mats, and you can see them sort of bounce up and stuff. But they shot it from really far away, so you just got the huge spectacle of this suplex and the people like crowding around it. If you squint, you can see them bounce. But like because like they shot it from so far away, it looks so much better. It's the exact same spot, but just shot so much better. Right, and see that when I was there live for, so for me it was like, oh, you know, I could, I, I could see what yeah. they were landing on really. So it was a different experience. And we said this with um uh, the Triple H Undertaker match from WrestleMania. Like you know, Undertaker gets uh, sorry, Triple H gets pushed off, and you just see him fall. And it's like, oh my God, where did he fall? And then for whatever reason, the next shot they decided to choose was the shot of him laying on a crash pad. We were like, oh, we landed on a crash pad. Cool, nice one. It's like, <laughs> just know, stick with that first off shot. Off into the concrete or something. Like, oh. like, yeah, stick with that first shot. You nailed it with that first shot. Uh, Planet Dan said, I like the finish too. Yeah, they should have filmed it better, but it, uh, but it still would have sucked to take. Also, as Tempest didn't like the escape in the cage, I thought they could have done the same uh, finish, but surrendering in the cage, looking up. Adam Blampate said, Luke, Luke, give it up. Denise is right. WWE do it. Uh, you would have hated this. Hey, uh, Adam Blampate. The If you're coming in and saying AEW bias, nope. La Rosa Rosa said, I would have uh, misidentified the feud as being between uh, Y2J and MJF, but it's actually Sammy versus MJF. MJF stole his mentor, got him kicked out of ice at uh, the inner circle, and then destroyed Jericho despite Sammy surrendering to save him. I, this is still a feud between Jericho and MJF, I feel. I think it's still a, a feud between the leaders. Yeah, I think so too. But, you know, I did think that Sammy was the one that really stood out to me the most in this match. Like when I think of all the 10 men, I think Sammy was the real standout in this match. 
I think I'm going to unfollow Adam Blamplate on Twitter, you know. If he's coming in here saying AW bias, I'm going to just unfollow him on Twitter, see how he likes that. Uh, Sean Dunn says, as a casual fan, I loved Blood and Guts. The cage was awesome. The MJF Jericho storyline needed that spot moment to continue the story. Happy Friday. And Chris Reigns said, this was a real War Games match. I enjoy the NXT version, but those are not War Games. NXT War Games is what everyone accuses AEW of doing. I like that there are two factions instead of a UE versus a put-together group that's just been together for a month. In fairness, the Pinnacle have been together for a month. But I, 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 get, what the, I get the point that you're making. <laughs> but I think he means that in hindsight, like moving forward, they're still going to be together, though. So that exactly. would be the difference, yeah. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All 
All right, well, let's dive into your Patreon mailbag oh, questions. If you've got a question. First half hour. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It's been so much fun. Um, we, we yeah, if you want to submit a question. Much. Order! Order! <laughs> I mean, I, I actually, you know what? I was feeling, feeling a bit of a froggy mood on a Friday. I nearly got myself a beer before this stream. I was like, I'm in a Friday mood. I'm going to have myself a little beer. Oh, at I least your day is almost done. Like after this, are you done? Uh, I've got to edit the podcast and stuff. But yeah, yeah, pretty much I'm done after that. I hate you right now. I have really <laughs> to do. And I want to go to sleep. Yeah. I know, but I, oh, I've been doing so much reading today. I'm doing a uh, a history video for uh, No Rolls Bard on um, da- uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and I am like just neck deep in research. I've got so many tabs open of like all this research that I'm writing. It was giving me anxiety. I was like, oh my god, I need to close some of these tabs. I'm reading too much at the moment. Oh god, yeah, I don't, I don't care very much for all of that like having to do all of this no <laughs> yeah oh i love it though anyway if you want to get your question into the mailbag all you got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on patreon at any dollar amount and leave a comment in the community tab labeled mailbag do not email me i will just lose it ronan c said uh, it really looks like wwe's women's division is heading in the same direction as the tag division a lot of stories seem to fall into being an afterthought or an occasion just to be used for a gag to make one man laugh Without having Becky and Ronda, do you see WWE fully getting behind the women's division anytime soon? I My answer would have been differently a couple months ago, but based on what we've been seeing so far, I couldn't help, but I think it was this past Monday where I just thought to myself, man, ever since Becky le- left, it doesn't feel like they're seeing the women's division, at least on the Raw and SmackDown brands, that the same. It's more particularly on the Raw brand, but even then the SmackDown brand too, because... Again, we can go back to the Sasha Bianca thing. Bianca now as champion. They've kind of been just rushed. They just kind of threw this match with Bailey together. And so they're not really giving it the proper story, the proper respect that it should get, right? The proper treatment. And so I do have to agree. I still I have to think that now it just kind of feels like they're like, well, we're putting this together and that's that. It doesn't yeah. feel special. Like the uh, there's someone who pointed out like the average um, match length on SmackDown the the average women's wrestling amount on SmackDown in April was two and a half minutes. Like two and a half minutes of the show was dedicated to women's wrestling, and it was most like, likely Nia and Shayna. And it was exactly, and it's like the same matchups every single week. I, I kind of agree with what Ronan says. I think without Becky and Ronda, without like, and really like, I think the whole women's evolution thing was because they had Ronda. And they wanted to push Ronda to the top. And like, you can't push someone to the top if there's no division to be there with her. So that's kind of what we got. As soon as Ronda left, I think they kind of lost interest a little bit. Yeah, that very, that sucks, honestly. Because mm-hmm. I think they were really starting to pave their own path to where it was good. People were excited about it. And now I kind of feel like they're just doing it to check off a box. Yep. I guarantee you, if Ronda was still with WWE, we would have had an evolution too. Probably. Yeah. Real Shorty G said, hi, guys. I think the problem with WWE is scripted promos. Wrestling should feel personal. They're professionals. Give them the trust to let them be themselves. Just my opinion. Shout out to Maria Canellas, the best 24-7 champion. She was a great 24-7 champion, in all fairness to her. It's, um, I, it's, do you, have you seen the replay of WrestleMania on the network where they've just cut all the promos? Like, it no, literally I is, have it. I have it. Yeah. You've got Vince McMahon's intro, the opening package, and then it acts as if nothing happened. Like that 40-minute chunk where wrestlers were just cutting those unscripted promos, excised from the network. Never to oh, be is seen it again. really? Yeah, yeah, not yet to be seen. Like it literally just goes straight into the first match because 
WWE don't like unscripted promos. They want them to be the words that they've written down. Like, I I don't know, because, you know, there's different type of stuff, different stories that I've heard. Obviously, you know, for the most part, there are certain guys that can just go. Give them a few bullet points and they'll know where to go with it. But I still don't think that, like, everybody can do that. Like, some people mm -hmm. need to be scripted. I just think that it should be more of like, all right, if this guy can do it with just a couple of bullet points, then cool, then he should do it that way. But if it's somebody that can't be scripted, you know, oh no, somebody that needs to be scripted, then obviously I do get scripting, scripting them. But it's just like, it doesn't land, man. Like Rhea Ripley yeah. had so many weird promos. Her, her eye level was like looking somewhere else. Like she wasn't looking at the camera or the interviewer. It's weird. I think you're right. Like, I think it should be a case by case basis. Like, you know, someone like a Triple H can go out there and just cut a promo and it'll be a really good promo because he can just go out there with some bullet points and do it. Austin was another guy. Rock, I think, was another guy. Give him some bullet points and go out there and do it. But Kurt Angle, he was, you know, he is quite adamant. I needed scripted promos. I needed someone to write down for me what they needed me to say. And then I would go and I would rehearse it with Vince. And we would just go over and over and over again because that's where he felt comfortable. So it really should be a case-by-case -case basis. Kevin Owens doesn't need to be scripted. He can go out there and he can just cut a promo. Drew McIntyre, he can go out there and cut a promo. But like, I think there are some wrestlers that were like, no, we need to work with you. We need to workshop these promos to really like help and make, and make this better than it can be. Exactly. It should really be a case by case basis. And if somebody has just got awful and they can't do scripted or nothing that I don't know what they're going to do with that. Person. <laughs> uh, Ket <laughs> said, like, or no talking. I don't know. Uh, Ket said, Luke, you're a Sonic fan, right? Do you keep up to date with the most recent Sonic content or do you just pop back in for the series every now and again? Uh, also, Denise, I know you don't know about gaming. I'm talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, not Sonic the fast food restaurants. Oh, well, actually, I knew it was Sonic the Hedgehog because there's like one Sonic here. Like there isn't very many Sonics in this location. There's like one, and I think it's in Orange County. Uh, but yeah, to answer your question, Kat, yeah, I kind of just dip in and out. Like I'm an old school guy. So like if it's 91 through to maybe like the Dreamcast era of Sonic, that's kind of like that's my era of Sonic. Um, if I'm looking for like Sonic memorabilia on eBay, I will type Sonic the Hedgehog 1991, 1992, 1993, and just look what's available there. Um, and then I dip back in every now and again. But I, I haven't played a lot of like the more recent games because they're not really my cup of tea. I, I, I don't think he's a character that works well in 3D games. That, that That's my humble opinion. Even, perhaps this is a bit controversial, I don't think the Dreamcast games are that good either. I don't think Sonic, I think Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2 are fine, but they're nowhere near as good as any of the 2D games. You're just going to get some angry gamers. <laughs> I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> have you played have i played sonic mania hell yeah i have game rules uh chris lily um hi denise um we all agree that making two hours could help the show but wwe still has to provide three hours of wrestling content on mondays to fulfill their contract so what would you make that hour for oh, i don't even know man because i ain't gonna be watching raw talk either <laughs> <laughs> well, no one watches Raw Talk. Like, but now, nice no one's gonna watch it. Possible way, I would like. I don't know. Get rid of the third hour. Just period in general. Dud, finito, gone. <laughs> yeah, and that's I it. Can't like, even think of anything to fill that. No, and I think that there's like, like 
segregating it out for some other thing because like i've seen other people say like oh that should just be like the women's wrestling hour i think that's just gonna hurt the ratings even no. more it's just gonna make it feel like it's a gimmick and no. like do you remember like when they did like raw dark or whatever it was when mick foley came out and he's like we're gonna turn the lights off a little bit and like the third hour of raw is gonna be dark. like it's gonna be way more edgy the 24 7 title and this that like it's i, I don't know man it, it, it's what they need to do is agree with USA Network to just take the show to two hours and get a better deal out of, uh, off the back of it. Yeah, and I don't like doing like a one hour women's only. I just don't like it being too like segregated. I'm not a fan of that. No. And also, I see some people suggesting you can put on vintage matches. I think it's just going to do a terrible rating. Like people aren't going to stick around and watch it. I was about to say you could just go on the network, but we can't just go on the network anymore. <laughs> and like with the Peacock, I have found, well, I've been super busy and haven't had time, but even so, I found that I don't go on and browse the way that I would when I had oh, really? That's yeah, interesting. I probably just haven't had time, so that too. Too fast. Well, you have been, to this. That's because you're the hardest working person in all of sports infotainment. You've got too much to make. And I move uh, too. I know. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you about your move on the podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you about it and get all the scoops, get all the gossip. Uh, Michael Riviera Morales said, um, are AEW at risk of having too much content between AEW Dark, Dynamite, Elevation, and BTE, which they all use for storyline progression, which they assume the majority of their audience watch? Is it really, uh, really isn't the case, which kind of mids itself he knows. Um, Da, 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 da. Um, yeah, basically, are, are AEW at risk of having too much content? I 100% agree. I think that you did not need Dark Elevation when you had Dark. And I I mean, I don't watch BTE, but like there's too many hours of content being put out. The way I see it is there's people that are going to watch, they're going to watch. If there's people that are gonna, not going to watch, they're not going to watch. Like me, I'm not going to sit and watch everything. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. But I feel if there's people that are willing to do that, then by all means, go and do it. But I don't think it necessarily affects me, somebody who's not watching everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Nedickfield uh, said, I don't know if you've heard much about what's going on with soccer, with the executives and owners of the big six clubs opting to join a European Super League, which was met with widespread negativity. Since then, there have been protests towards these owners, even talks of clubs being sold and bought. Here's my question. If WWE fans ever finally protested the ownership of Vince and the WWE due to mistreatment of talent and staff and poor creative, do you think Vince would ever sell up or stay just to stick it to us fans? So yeah, like the, the European Super League thing. fans are going to protest outside of WWE? I do not even think that's a possibility of people protesting. I'm sorry, but there are like way bigger issues in this world. And if I haven't gone out to protest any of those, I ain't going to go out to WWE headquarters and protest over there either. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think if there was a protest arranged to, like, outside of WWE for, like, you know, them to, like, make a change, I think that, like, there'd be a dozen people, like, maybe 15, 20 people. And it really (laughs) would, like, you know, in Arrested Development, like, there are dozens of us. Dozens! Like, I (laughs) think... I would be embarrassed. Like, hey, mom, I'm going to go protest. Oh, what are you going to go protest? Women's rights? Like, what are you going to go protest? (laughs) I'm going to go protest WWE creative mom. Should be like, oh, yeah. I killed this girl. Well, that's the thing is like, so 
I love the passion of football fans here in the UK. Like when they announced the European Super League and football fans were like not happy about this whatsoever, like super duper pissed about this. They did. They went and they protest against these owners who are just like selling the club out just to make extra money in this and the other. And they felt like slighted against that because football clubs were, you know, started up by fans. They're meant to be for fans. Unfortunately, because of capitalism, it's no longer about the fans. It's about the almighty dollar. So like, but they went, they wanted to protest and kind of take football back for the fans. I don't think there's that same passion from wrestling fans. I think that we're all a bit, you know, lazy. And I don't think that we would have that drive to go out and like protest against, like, I mean, look at all the messages that you get. Like that's sports. It's based off of like real like outcomes. (laughs) It's not predetermined. But like also, you know, like, um, Oh, what was the point? Of, oh, I was going to say something then and I forgot what I was going to say. Um, Sorry, I kind of ruined your train of no, thought. No, 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 it's, it's absolutely fine. I don't think I was going to say anything particularly important anyway. Um, I just don't think We're like- are talking about the fans friends. and how passionate they are and you just yeah. think that WWE fans are not well, oh, that yeah, passionate. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. Look at all the fans and like, you get these messages on Twitter and in our YouTube comments. Do, you know, if there's a bad finish at a pay-per-view, people will be like, that's it, I'm canceling my network subscription. I'm never coming back. I'm never watching Raw again. And it's like, you see them then crop up five days later watching smackdown be like i thought of this about smackdown and it's like well yeah that lasted long then i guess i just think sometimes people are too extreme like they're just too radicalized like they did this i'm done watching forever i'm like bruh take a chill <laughs> pill man take a chill pill i think sometimes people are a little too extreme uh flame inc says back in the day you guys used to do q a live streams with luke ollie and laurie when are we going to get andy chopper and adam and sure even denise but she would just say she hates everything um we sort of do do those that's like um wrestle talk after dark i think is like our monthly q a live stream we do it i mean we don't do it as a live stream i guess so it's just a recorded podcast but we get live questions in from patreons so I guess we kind of still do that. We don't do it like we used to do it on Facebook. We used to just like do these uh, Q&A streams on there for like an hour or so. But that was kind of like at the start of lockdown when we were just looking for ways to create content to keep people entertained. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do it again. It was fun. I, I do enjoy doing Q&A sessions. But like, I think in a way you could argue that this is a live stream Q&A yeah, session. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so this is one. I'm going to put these into the private chat for you because oh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson. No, 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 no. Uh, Dwayne the Gronk Johnson said, after seeing Denise make fun of Luke's pronunciation of certain words last week, it's Luke's turn to have some fun now. Here are some UK place names that Americans struggle with. Enjoy. So oh dear lord. Okay, all right. Yeah, but okay, Twitter and Amazon <laughs> are not just American though. Those are worldwide. Denise, 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 Denise we say Twitter the exact same way. I, no, can't, I, I cannot get over this. Twitter. We say Twitter the same way. You say Twitter <laughs> and Amazon. All right, this is- Amazon, Amazon I get. Amazon, I get. English things. If I were to give you American, American words that are just American, then that would be fair game. But this isn't fair. I'm, these are worldwide things. Yeah, I, I, Amazon, I get. We say Amazon differently, but you and I say Twitter the exact same way. You like, say Twitter. I've never said in my life Twitter. Back, like, oh. Every single episode we've ever done, and you will hear yourself say Twitter. <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. Anyway, do you want to have a try at these? All right, let's see. Oh. Worcester. Uh, Worcester. Worcester. 
Say it again. Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Wish it's her. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Gloucester? Uh, no. Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah, Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah. Cole Mondelay? <laughs> <laughs> One Cole more time, Mondelay. please. <laughs> Chomley. Chomley? Chomley? Yeah, you Chomley. Chomley? That's Chumley. It's Chumley. Wait, what is it again? Chumley. Chumley. There's no U in there. Well, it's not you. I'm saying Chum. Chumley. No, it's not what it's spelling. <laughs> Lubero. No, no, no. Yeah, no, and, and I was about to say you're close, but you're not. You're miles off. Loughborough. Loughborough. Wait, yeah. so that's not Borough or Borough? Loughborough? No. Loughborough. Although, like, it, uh, however, if you had like um, Middlesbrough, which is sort of spelled sort of the same, that would be Middlesbrough. All right. Where is the place? Okay. Because I, when I was in London, I went to a place that had the last B O R O U G H thing in it, but I don't mm -hmm. remember the first portion of that. It was like, it, yeah. So, how it's many the same of you way, like, have? Um, oh, I don't know. Like, I, I, if you said that on its own, it would be Borough. So, like, you're not wrong. Um, but also, yeah, Loughborough. Um, so, but like, it's in the same way that. So, I was actually listening to a podcast that was talking about this recently. That because um, I listened to a really interesting podcast to me um, about how, like, so Americans. So, I'm going to type this one. This is where I went to university. What? Portsmouth. Exactly, but it's not. It's Portsmouth. So it's like so. So Muth <laughs> was. When Portsmouth was established, that was the way to say ma uh, mouth was muth. So it's pronounced Portsmouth, but it's spelt Portsmouth. So it's just the way that like language has changed. Like our English language is an absolute cavalcade of nonsense, where it's just like changed and, and evolved over the years because we've had so many influences come in from other areas. So like, you know, Latin came in and that changed the way language was said. And then we've had like uh, French influences come in and we've had um, uh, Italian influences come in. And, and like, so the ways that we say words basically differ despite the fact that they're spelt the same. Yeah. <laughs> I see that. I just don't feel like you guys spell any of your words the way that they actually sound. Which I think is fair. I think is fair. Um, like Hereford Shire. That's literally Hereford Shire. Not Herefordshire. heard for sure. Like who the hell says that? Herefordshire. Um, okay. So all what right, do we get to? When I come at you with these American <laughs> words, all right, I'm going to try to yeah. find the hardest possible words and I'm going to come go back next week. And Denise, go you. for it. Absolutely go for it. Cause I guarantee you, we invented it. So it's probably you guys saying it wrong. <laughs> okay. See, you say wrong. It's wrong. I mean, oh my God. No, I know. I do say wrong. It sounds like I say wrong, but you I do. I, I promise you I'm saying wrong. No, you said wrong with a K. It's wrong. It sounds like I'm saying wrong, but I'm saying wrong. <laughs> See, this was karma. This was karma. Was like I karma. have words at my <laughs> list of words that Luke says weird. Aska, Twitter, Amazon, and wrong. Never in my life said Twitter. <laughs> yes, you did. Denise versus the English language. Crikey. Okay.
Shinobi Raven has said, um, who should give Omos his first real match? Like Roman uh, gave Braun his in 2017. Side question. Do you see him as a great, uh, as a Kevin Nash or great Carly? I'm sorry. I didn't listen to this question. I'm still <laughs> I was not paying um, attention. Who should give Omos his first real match? Kind of like how Roman gave Braun his first one in 2017. AJ. Once they 100%. like, you know, break up and all of that. 100% should be AJ Styles. AJ will carry that man to an amazing match. Um, Callum, now this is a very interesting one. So do you think that Cody will be introduced into the Elite Bullet Club storyline? Now, the reason why I say this is interesting is that I didn't know this. Apparently, there's some Twitter rumors, Twitter rumors, Twitter rumors going around that um, there's... <laughs> it's still Twitter! You say, it, like, the beginning of it, it's a Twitter Twitter, we're saying the same thing. When you're saying it in conversation, you let it flow like Twitter. Twitter. Saying the same Twitter. thing. Twitter. I basically say Twitter we did. Harder. <laughs> Am I the only person hearing this? <laughs> I think so. I mean, I'm certainly not hearing it. Anyway, uh, so apparently there are Twitter rumors going around that, um, look at this, like they sound exactly the same. Um, Oh, because that, uh, I didn't hear you doing it all the other times, though. Now that you have it in your head, you're correcting it. But prior, like prior to this, you like I did that on purpose. I did the Twitter thing. No, on purpose. but like prior to this, like in our prior conversations before I brought it up, you were saying Twitter. Twitter. Anyway, there are Twitter rumors going around that there is legit heat between Cody Rhodes and the rest of the elite. Apparently, they are not texting each other. They are not on speaking terms. They are not hanging out at the moment. And that is why Cody has not been on BTE um, recently. And he's kind of like separated himself away from it. Cody has his little pocket universe in AEW and the elite have theirs. There are some people who think that that's why uh, the factory was created. So the Cody essentially had someone to feud with. And he can have his like little mid-card pocket universe that's away from the elite stuff. So that's just some like Twitter rumors and stuff like this, right? Um, Sean was asked- respond from? Well, this is it. So Sean was talking about this on Fightful Select podcast in his mailbag thing that he was doing, that he's heard about these rumors himself. And he has spoken to people who have said, you should ask about it because maybe there is a story there. But he has not heard from anyone in AEW, either towns or executives that said that they're real. So it might just be rumor and speculation, but there are a lot of like, there is a lot of rumor and speculation that that is why they're not, their paths aren't crossing at the moment. And Cody is not involved in the elite storyline. But um, yeah, as we know, as we currently stand, according to Sean, and he's the man I trust probably more than most people, there's no actual evidence. There's no actual truth behind those rumors. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. Yeah. So um, I'm going to keep an eye, I keep an ear out for it. I, I think Sean's going to ask around, but go and uh, subscribe to Fightful Selects. Marcus Sol Campbell said, have either of you seen the first season of Invincible? If so, what did you think? Personally, I loved it and I can't wait to see what they do with series two and three. No, I don't know anything about Invincible. Manny Omega, um, thank you so much for uh, propping into our chat here. Manny Omega booked me on Cameo today. I was really thrilled. I woke up to a notification saying, Manny Omega has booked you on uh, on um, Cameo. And I did the Cameo video for him earlier. Thanks, Manny. It really brightened my day. How exciting. I should book you for a Cameo. 
Oh, I was going to give give you one for your birthday. Like I was sitting there, I was talking the other day to it my wife, being like, "What oh, can I get Denise for her birthday?" And I was like, oh, "I could get her a cameo. I could I could do a cameo video for her." Yes, please do. I will take that as a birthday gift. <laughs> uh, Duncan J said, "Um, uh, oh, and answer the question. I've not watched Invincible yet." Um, Duncan J said, "If Vince had gone ahead with war games during the invasion." Who would have been on each side? Hope the furniture hunting is going well, Denise. Hope the IKEA building is going well for you too, Luke. I would imagine it would be the exact same teams we had during the invasion, just inside of war games. I would probably agree with that as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the exact same thing. Um, okay. So I've grouped these two questions together because they kind of follow very similar things. So LJ Mickey said, um, 2020 was a, a weird year to start watching wrestling again. But the one thing that really amazed me is there is a lot of negative opinions and pure hatred in the wrestling community. You got more experience with negative feedback from wrestling fans. So I want to have to ask, is it always been this way or is it just the rise of social media? And Josh said, honest question for you guys. Do you think the internet wrestling community on a whole ruins wrestling more than it helps? It bugs me when I listen to reviews of shows and sometimes the hosts have uh, have to state warnings along the lines of, I absolutely love the show, but here are my nitpicks. So they kind of like get crapped on because of toxicity of the listeners for a small nitpick. Um, if a fan happens to come across something like AEW or WWE and they liked it and decided to join the online community, all they're going to see is fights and toxic uh, between uh, toxicity between the AEW fans and wwe fans they're just constantly shouting at each other i know not the entire iwc is like this but it seems it's one of those things that the negative side always outweighs the positive i think his observations are pretty much on point i think that sometimes there's this minority of people that just make their voices be heard a lot it feels like their voices are heard a lot louder because the people that are like chill or whatever they're not going out there and tweeting all of these crazy things but it is true because there are times like as a podcaster or even when I'm tweeting I have to be like well this 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 but that but that doesn't mean that this you have to really explain yourself like if I were to say oh this sucks because this is this is that I have to like give some sort of compliment and like 30 reasons as to why this sucks or else people will be like, and it and still is like people will trash you for like the dumbest things. Really. I was actually telling my friend about this because I had brunch with my friend who's a non-wrestling fan, does not know anything about wrestling. And I was telling her what it's like. And she was just like, what the hell? And I was like, yes. And I was just kind of giving her like some of the examples of what I've had to deal with. And she was like in shock because she can't fathom why people would care so much. Right. Yeah. And it's because she's outside the fandom. Right. And I get it. And so that's why I was telling her. And it's just, it's so weird. Like when you start to tell people why you're upset and telling people that are not part of this community, they'll be like, all right, you're reaching. Like it's too much. Like people need to chill. Um, so yeah, I just think sometimes people get a little crazy. Yeah, totally. Like it's, I, I think the rise of social media has amplified it. But like, I, I have made the argument before that these conversations and people taking sides and, and this and the other has always existed in wrestling conversation. Like back in the day, it wasn't like, you know, before social media was a thing, I was on message boards. So like on our message boards, you were having these exact same conversations you were having that you like people have arguments on Twitter or in YouTube comment sections. It was just on a community board. It was just on a message board. And it just took longer to have those conversations because not everyone was on the message boards all day long. And it was just, you know, you post your reply, come back the next day and there'd be 10 replies to you and then join that conversation and you would do that. But like that's been around since, you know, the late 90s. 
And so these conversations have always been there, but social media has amplified them and has actually made them like quicker to access yeah. because Twitter is very much about like, you need a constant reply. If you don't reply to someone quickly, then you are like running away from an argument or, you know, things of that nature. And that, that then creates like a further toxic environment. Does it happen to you where like you have a thought about something and you're like, oh, I'm going to tweet this. But then you're like, no, because I know I'm going to get heat for this. So I'd rather wait and say it on the show so that I can explain myself because that's I sometimes I'm going to tweet something. I'm like, nope, people are not going to understand this. Oh, my God. Let me give you an example of this. OK, one simple tweet. This is it. I tweeted out um, something along the lines of raw needs a strong female baby face. All right. Mm -hmm. Some of the comments that I got were, why are you trashing the talent? It's not the talent's fault. And I'm like, where did you read that in this sentence? Then another person was like, and this should tell you what the logic is for some people that they don't understand basic reading comprehension. And they're like, we, you don't work for WWE. Why are you saying we? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even argue with that. You're like, what is this? Like, yeah. it's so dumb. Where I'm like, I can't even argue with this whatsoever because now you're like, you're sometimes people don't fully understand. And so that's some of the people that are, you know, getting mad. So it, it, it does get a little complicated because sometimes you can tweet something that is completely innocent or a legit solid thing that you thought, but then people will like rip you to shreds about it. Yeah, and like me and Ollie had huge uh, discussions about this on previous episodes of the Rest Talk podcast on these like Friday magazine shows. And it was when Dynamite first started, like so like October 2019 time when Dynamite first started airing on um, TNT, all of a sudden we just found this like huge divide in wrestling fans. You were either an AEW fan or you were a WWE fan and you could not be a wrestling fan. And it was the weirdest thing. And it was just like people just attacking like, oh, you liked AEW? You're an AEW mark. You've got AEW bias. You've got this, you've got that. You can't, and like, you must hate WWE. And then those people being like, well, WWE sucks and this, that, and the other. And then there's people like, well, AEW sucks. You've just got WWE bias. And I'm just like, Ollie and I were just sort of maddened by this. And it's like, why can't, why aren't we just enjoying wrestling? Like if WWE does something that sucks, you say it sucks. If they do something that's good, you say it's good. If AEW does something that sucks, you say it sucks. If they do something that's good, you say it's good. Like that's this, it's the same thing. But if you say something, if you say AEW does something good, and we've seen it today in the chat, you've got AEW bias. You, you're such an AEW mark. And it was the people who were going to the extremes of you're paid by Tony Khan to say that AEW is good. And like, that is also not like, a new thing either. When I used to be a film critic and I would write like positive reviews about Marvel movies, I would get messages from people like, you were paid by Disney to write this. Like, and I think it's disgraceful that you're paid by Disney to write these reviews. And I'm like, so I'm not, I, I just because I liked Captain America, the Winter Soldier, <laughs> Disney paid me to like it. Like that is I an insane- Disney paid me. Like, oh yeah, I wish Disney paid me some money. It'd be lovely if they did. It'd be great if Tony Khan paid me money to be to like AEW because you know what? I like the product. So it'd be really good to like something and just get paid for it. But like, see, it's this sort of insane logic leap of just like, if you like something, you must be paid by that company to like something. So I, I've never really understood like that, that argument to the point that me and Ollie are just like, we joke about it in the reviews. Like just being like, oh yeah, well, we like this because we got paid to say that we like this. And I think that's like the best way to do it. Like when people joke around like that with me as well on the show, I'll be like, bro, I wish Tony Khan paid me and he's got the money to pay me. How Tony oh, yeah. Khan got the money to buy me a house and <laughs> fill it with 
furniture and send me on a trip, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. But uh, yeah. yeah, and it's funny, because even like as podcasters, you get that criticism where you know how many times people would be like, Oh, she's a WWE show, or she talks to it's funny, because on like the same like day, I'll get people on Twitter say like, Oh, you're a WWE show. And then I'll go on YouTube comments and be like, you talk way too much about AEW. And I'm like, so which is it, guys? Which is it yeah. here? Like, well, 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 you guys tell me because at this point, I don't know. It's exactly it. Yeah. Like there have been like, I've had those days as well where like as a channel wrestler talk, is just like, you guys are WWE marks. Like all you ever do is talk about WWE. And then in the comments is like, you guys are AEW marks. All you ever talk about is our AEW and you've got AEW bias. It's just, it's, it's very weird. Like I, I'm, I, I enjoy wrestling and I talk about wrestling and I share my opinions on wrestling, but uh, I apparently I've got to like, just be one side or the other. Like I can't, do you know what? I, I like some of the DC movies, but because I also like Marvel movies, I, I'm paid by Disney. So, but, but I, I guess if I'm paid by Disney, I can't like any of those DC movies. It's very, very bizarre. Um, what do we got? Uh, I'm going to skip Peter Mullins' question about unpopular opinions because I think we've kind of talked about that a lot in the past before. Um, Christian Baltimore, here's a scenario for you. WWE New York has reopened and they've asked you both to run the place. What would be oh, the wrestler or real. Wrestler? I was like, they reopened? <laughs> I was like, when did oh. this come out? <laughs> if, if WWF New York had reopened, that would be my lead news story. Um, anyway, Christian says, what would be the wrestler or wrestling themed special for breakfast? Jam that jam. All right. All right. So James <laughs> likes pizza and ranch. So I would have a pizza called the Uso. So you can, the Uso <laughs> comes with your pizza and then it comes with ranch on the side, the Uso. <laughs> and then um, yeah. bro nuts, obviously you got to have bro nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, you'd yeah. have the new day pancakes and new day cereals for breakfast. Okay. Yeah. The fiend will be the fiend fries. Oh yeah. 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 And like, particularly when he came back as like crispy fried fiend, you would have had those and they'd be like, you do like chicken nuggets essentially, but they're in the shape of the fiend. The man burger. <laughs> Instead of hamburger, the man burger. Oh, right. Okay. I was, I was like, where are you going with this? <laughs> because that just makes me think of man burger. Soylent Green is made of people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Think about it. You get the man burger. It'd be like this huge bomb ass burger. Telling I am. Um, so when I was a student uh, and I was partaking in, that's the best way to put this, in a, a social activity with some of my other friends uh, and we were having some drinks and some other substances, let's just say. Um, oh. We like, we like, uh, we nearly like, like put up a written up a uh, proposal to open up a burger restaurant that was themed around wrestling and we had an entire menu and we had this whole thing of just like all these like burgers that were named after wrestlers and what was in those burgers and stuff and we spent hours on all of this and then the following day woke up and being like that's a terrible idea like this is never gonna happen and that was a waste of our time oh i think like if somebody opened up like oh like well if it had to it would have to be wwe to open this up it could definitely I because I remember I always I never got to go to their to their restaurant in New York ever. Oh. I wanted to go. I never did. By the time I was able to travel and go around places, it was closed. So it's been my dream to go if they ever. Um, yeah. Whenever I used to watch pay-per-views back in the day and they would cut to WWF New York, I was like, that looks like the coolest place in the world. Like, that looks so awesome. And like, when we, I, I had Queen of the Ring on this show once and she, like, she lives in New York, right? And I was like, did you ever go to WWF New York? She was like, oh yeah, I went to a rock book signing at WWF New York. And she's got like these pictures of her as like a kid with the rock and like her signed rock autobiography that was done at WWF New York. I think it's, I, I've got, 
<laughs> they need a room uh, for that. Mark Jones said, "Might as well. Yeah, might we as well. Yeah. Here. <laughs> Hollywood. There. You got yeah, all the things insane. there. But I'm talking about WWE having something here. They don't oh, got right. anything here. It's like Florida. It's because well, Florida gonna charge them up the butt with taxes and stuff like that. Well, that and they're a New York company." So, like, of course, yeah, they're going to do all of their stuff yeah, in New they're York. They're worldwide. Why can't they come to Los Angeles and do something cool? Because New York is the coolest place in America, Denise. That's what we all know this. Yeah, but people are nutcases in New York. That was a very good argument there to why people are not nutcases in LA, I guess. Mark <laughs> There's Jones. no nutcases here. Just don't go she down the crazy her, that night, though. Her wide eyes being like, there's no crazy people here in LA. There is no crazies. <laughs> Just a bunch of people that are famous and want to be in Hollywood pictures. <laughs> um, Mark Jones said, my question this week is around the naming conventions of championships. I personally don't like naming titles based off the brand, except for the case of NXT. I actually would be more satisfied with the number of main roster championships if there was enough depth to justify them. I don't feel that's the case for all the belts. What are your thoughts? What do you think about how the tag and women's belts are named after Raw and SmackDown? Do you think there are too many titles in WWE? 100% there are way too many titles in WWE. Yeah, and also I don't mind the whole Raw and SmackDown thing. I think that's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's fine. Like, just, like, because you have to differentiate them in some way. I'd rather be that than rather like the blue red, uh, the the blue SmackDown, the blue tag titles or whatever it is. Although I hate that his tag titles are horrible. Uh, Ricardo Holt said, um, "Just want to know which of the three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle live action movies are your favorite?" Um, and Denise, do you like heavy metal or hard rock? If so, what band songs come to mind? I mean, it's good that we're getting the good questions out here at long last about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because that's what we're all here to talk about. But really, the only answer is the 1990 original. Like that is the best of the live action TMT movies. I like the second one when I was a kid, but it's it's fun. I think it's interesting to look at from a 2021 perspective because you can look back on it at the time and see all the censorship and kind of like chart the the rise of team of turtles into the mainstream and how they were this sort of dark comic and then uh-oh now the parents are worried so now we've got to be like hit them with sausages rather than using any of your weapons so like it's fun to kind of look at it from that perspective a few years back i woke up one morning and i thought to myself why didn't bebop and rocksteady or krang ever appear in a live action tmnt movie in the 90s so i sat there and i was i didn't have a lot on so i just started like googling around and I found the contact number for the producer of the live action TMNT movies. And I sent him an email and I was like, why was this? And, uh, and I was like, do you want to like get on a, a phone call and talk about this and, like for an interview or something? I said, I might, maybe I'll write an article about it. And he was like, yeah, cool. And I then just had a chat with him for about three hours about the making of Turtles movies in the 90s and how like they started and how they got made and like the conversations he had with uh, Eastman and Laird, like, the creators of the comics. And I ended up writing this three-part article series and I interviewed loads of other people who made them as well, like Steve Bannon, et cetera. And I, I posted this like three-part article about, yeah, how, how the Turtles movies got made and the sort of like the creative differences between all the parties. It was really cool. It was a fun old time. That sounds incredible. I have no idea what you're talking about, but <laughs> incredible. Thanks, bud. Uh, but yeah, there was a question for there. Do you like heavy metal or hard rock? I would probably go with neither, but I do like like 90s alternative rock. Yes, that's what I really I'd like. I'd go to there. Hear. 
Uh, also, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, I mean, you're going to get another one in a minute. Andrew Lopez, who's just booked me on Cameo. Uh, Josh said, no question this week, guys. Just wanted to take the time to say thank you. As Luke knows, I had surgery earlier last year. My dad has been in the hospital, so it's been kind of a rough go of it lately. I really appreciate that all you guys do for us. Thanks for helping me stay sane. Thank you so much, Josh. It's always lovely to hear from you. And it's really great to have you back on Patreon as well. And I hope everything is doing all right for you. Uh, and Aaron is our last one here saying, uh, with Daniel Bryan out, I don't see who anyone else besides Edge who can take the belt from Roman. Who can you see slash want them to build to take it down the line? Or is there someone already capable that I'm overlooking? I don't think there's anybody yet right now and I don't want it to be Edge. I'm, I don't know, like, I know that they're super high on Cesaro at the moment, but I don't know if Cesaro's the guy to dethrone Roman Reigns. I don't think Cesaro's hot enough at the moment. No, I, I, I agree. At this point, like, the only guy that feels like it could be is The Rock. I, and I know that, like, having The Rock beat Roman in 2021 seems like a nuts <laughs> idea. But like, or even in 2022 when they go to, like, Hollywood or whatever. Never but like mind. The nuts are in London. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, man. It just feels like he's one of the only guys that feels hot enough that could do it. I don't think it's going to happen. It's not going to happen whatsoever. Abs oh, I'm not saying, oh, it has to be The Rock. I'm just saying he feels like the only guy that could do it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I don't know what oh. to say. It's too outrageous. A lot of people in the chat are saying Big E as well. I think Big E's a good shout. If you can build, if you can get get him, build him, and get, can him, get him hot enough right now. I don't yeah, think he's hot enough really. either. Uh, right, let's get some last messages through. Jay Gupta said, hearing you guys discuss the sponsoring thing reminded me of that weird time WWE uh, had people eat KFC at ringside. Looking at AEW, uh, could have been sponsored by an insurance company with the tagline, taking care of you even in your worst crashes. That would be good. That would be good. Because I was trying to think like what would be a good one for blood and guts and I couldn't think of anything. Uh, Jamie said Sammy and Cash Wheeler were the obvious MVPs of Blood and Guts Ortiz had a great performance too and Wardlow was made to look like a star I loved Proud and Powerful in that match Santana and Ortiz were awesome in there and I, I felt really bad for Santana as well because a lot of people were like I didn't like the fork spun I thought it was gross but I'm like no it was so cool it was really rad like he was biting the fork and everything to make it more jagged and stuff I was like this makes it's Santana look so guts. Cool. people need to not be soft I hate when people are like I can't watch that I'm like what are you doing watching <laughs> then get out of here quit sucking the fun damn <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's fine. You can say that. I don't think Dam's a swear word. Dam's not oh. a swear word in the UK. Oh, I wasn't sure of that if you counted that or not. Yeah, I don't count that one. Uh, Joey Robinson said, uh, late night chat from the last show. My big issue with Blood and Guts was Omega burying Orange Cassidy. It was a great promo, but having Orange Cassidy just stand there made him look didn't made him not look like a contender. Could have just cut the shades bit and had him not be there at all. You know what made it look worse too? afterwards when the floyd mayweather jake paul thing or logan paul whichever paul it is yeah when he took his hat and he's literally like you don't mess with me this and that this and that. i'm like bro when kenny omega took orange cassidy's glasses he didn't even give a damn Sorry, the sun came out luke is covering the sun I'm stalling for time at the moment. That was, I really appreciate that sun was starting to come through yeah i um, saw it i was gonna tell you oh the sun has came up oh yeah and I was actually, it's been so great today. I just went and put my curtains up to be like, and it's not even curtains, by the way. It's actually literally just a bed sheet in my window. Oh. To stop the sun coming in. I haven't got curtains in here yet. Um, Joe says, it saddens me every time Talk convinces me to watch AEW, I end up being let down. 
First the failed explosion, now blood and guts. The same people that hate on WWE all the time can't handle when there's justifiable reasons to hate AEW. Same people that hate on WWE all the time can't handle. I think there's a very justified reason. I think he rephrased it wrong. I think he's saying that they there's certain people that can't not handle the hate. I think they just don't take the criticism that well. Some people. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I yeah, I, I kind of get it from that aspect. But like, if you don't like it, then that's, that's fine. Then you don't have to watch it. Like, I mean, I, but I enjoyed it. That's okay. You didn't enjoy it. That's also okay. Like that, that's quite all right. Um, also, I like this from James Bryant. He said, why weren't Bebop and Rocksteady in the live action movies? You didn't finish the story. Oh, well, there's articles about it. You can have to go out there and find them. Dang, Basically, to... No, 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 it's not. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. But, I mean, basically, it, it boiled down to the fact that Eastman and Laird didn't want them in the films. And like, and it was less, less, it was mostly Eastman being like, also, maybe it's Laird. Maybe basically Peter Laird was just like, no, I don't want them in the live action movies. And they had final like sign off on all of the scripts. So and like the reason why the third movie has a character that wasn't from any of the TMNT canon was because, well, they couldn't get them to sign off on any of the characters that Eastman and Laird had created. So like, well, we'll just create our own one then. And then you can you can sign off on that. Interesting. That's essentially it. Um, Primetime Flea Gunner said, uh, Denise, I can understand your gripes, but as a former film student, the only way I can see your point is because WWE have better productions. But look how bad Seth Rollins versus The Fiend finish was, even though visually it looked cool aesthetically. That was terrible all around. Even aesthetically. <laughs> aesthetically. Was terrible. Yeah. Those red lights were no good. Genetic Ghost, um, with the rumored creative control the elite ha would have had in WWE, do you really think Kenny Omega would have gotten to do the same kind of weird cleaner promo that he cut on Wednesday on Monday Night Raw? I don't think so. Like, even if the elite had gone to WWE with their, like, you know, reported creative control, I still don't think they would have got to do the sort of stuff they're doing in AEW now. I 100% agree. I don't think so. Edward Burke says, yeah, 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 AEW, NXT, War Games, Blood and Guts, whatever. Darian Cueto is back on MLW. Lucha Underground lives. Kind of. Let me have this. Yeah, like, it was so funny. We had so many comments on yesterday's video being like, guys, stop talking about Blood and Guts. Darian Cueto is back. I didn't see. I heard about it, but I didn't see. Uh, Planet Dan said, I've always thought that the women needed a mid-card title in WWE and AEW. I would trust NXT to do it because of how well they have booked their division. Um, what about just having an NXT Women's North American or TNT champion? Just wanted to give your thoughts. We just covered the fact that there's too many bouts, so I would probably go with no. Uh, Manny Omega said, thank you for the one-year shout-out. You're welcome. So, thank you so much for booking on Cameo. It really made my day. Like, I know it's supposed to be the other way around, but like, I just I felt... I woke up this morning. I turned my phone off on... I did. I woke. I turned my phone off airplane mode, and it just came up and was like, "Cameo, like, you've had a booking on Cameo." And I was like, I, I was like, woke my wife up, and I was like, ah, ah, "I've had another booking." How does it work though? Like, do you like have to like you just say what the people want you to say? Like, they write your script for you. What if there's something well, like you want to say though? Well, Manny in his um, basically asked me to say the thing for him, so I said a thing for him, and and that was awesome. Like, and sometimes what if, were, so, like, what if they want you to say something that like you're like hi i'm luke owen and i suck or something like that well i mean you or, paid your money i'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like, like, I you know you play dungeons and dragons yeah dnd &D, yeah, yeah yeah okay what if they're like hi i'm luke owen and dungeons and Dra dragons <laughs> suck what do they make you oh, do totally. stuff like that How's no, that's that fine I would, just, I would just like you know read it and i would act around it and you know like but you oh, would yeah, totally. do that you would sacrifice they paid their money. for money 
You would sell out like that, Luke? Oh, I would sell out at the drop of a hat. If you if you booked me on Cameo to be like, say the D&D sucks, I'd be like, yep, this guy has told me to say the D&D oh, sucks. And wait till you money. get my Cameo submission. How many characters, how many words can I put in there? Is there a max? <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't know how it works. All You're I know is I get the message. pages of everything I've ever wanted you to say. <laughs> Uh, Joe Strikes says, um, feel the strong divide and choosing side happened because wrestling stopped being cool and acceptable. It's easy to defend a side instead of defending wrestling as a whole. Like UFC, uh, even though UFC is slowly turning into shoot wrestling. That's an interesting idea that it's because wrestling isn't cool anymore. You basically just have to pick a side because it's hard to defend it as a whole. Uh, I don't see things like that. If something is good, I call it, doesn't matter where it is, it's good. If something is bad, doesn't matter where it is, I call it as bad. How was the house move? A disaster, Luke. (gasps) No! Why? Literally everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong. So my refrigerator was supposed to come on Saturday. They just decided not to show up. That came five days later. I just got a refrigerator yesterday. Okay. Yesterday. Um, I was on the phone with like Edison, Cal Edison, the electricity company for four hours. And I still have to call them back today because they have literally done a disaster of a job. They put somebody else, some woman that I don't even know, never even heard of in my life. They put her house under my account. What? Some, some person that lives in Palm Desert, and I don't even know this person. I log into my account, and I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> um, So that's been a disaster. Then, like, my crown fell off in the middle of the move. So that was a disaster. And then um, there's been, like, a bunch of little fires, like, here and there. It, it's just, oh, oh. Prior to my AEW interview with Santana and Ortiz, the little like wall plug-in thing like blew up. It was terrible. And then my whole like room smelled like fire. So that happened too. And it's, oh, oh. And then the couch didn't fit inside the door. So they had to take it back. And I had to get like a thousand dollar refund for my couch. And I had to stay with the little couch because the little couch was the only one that would fit through the door. So that was another disaster. Oh, and then on top of that, my car battery died. And I don't have a car. And you had a really echoey podcast with Sean and I had on, on an Monday. Echoey podcast because I didn't have furniture and everybody was giving me crap about it. Oh, you were getting so much. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You were getting so much grief about that. Unfair grief, right? I would say. Like all these people were like, Denise, you know, you sound echoey. And it was oh, like, so yeah, cool. like I think she's aware. I was fully aware. And that's the problem that like the people will like blow things out of proportion. So that happened too. And it was just one thing after another, after another of everything that was going wrong in my life but the question that everybody wants to know is now it's been like seven days we're nearing a full week how has been living with your fiance we haven't really seen each other that much so he's been working and he doesn't come home until like maybe 5 5 30 and that's usually wrestling hour and i have a show let me see monday wednesday th- friday tuesday four days a week yeah, four days a week. And so I don't 
so he like comes and like I'm we like we'll chat really quick and that's about it because then he, I'm watching the show that I got to do my stream and then afterwards he'll be like building furniture and stuff so we haven't even really seen each other and then um we did get in a couple of arguments already yeah oh, that already what, happened what about? well yes arguments over okay so tell me if I'm justified in this argument I need to know <laughs> okay because I don't know if he just got like sensitive about it or because I, I legit feel I had a point here. So yesterday, he was sweating from like building all the furniture, right? And we have a new couch and I was sitting down and he sat next to me. Okay, cool, fine. But then he leaned his head back on the couch. And I told him like, bro, like you're sweating, like don't do that. And he got upset that I said that don't lay on the couch when you're sweating. And that caused the whole like, I can't do nothing. You're a Nazi and this and that. He calls me Hitler. He calls me Hitler, Luke. Surely not in a serious capacity. No, he'll be like, I'm freaking living with Hitler. And I'm like, damn, bro. I was like, I'm sorry that I want to preserve my dang expensive couches. And so, and then like, because I have certain rules, you know, not like rules, but just like simple, like, basic house rules you know just don't like be messy and that's it and he's not a messy person either but it's more of like i have to be like hey make sure to put your chair in please put the coaster underneath the cup make sure to put a little because we don't have plate coasters yet put a napkin underneath the plate so it won't scratch the wood and little things like that and you'll be like oh i'm with a nazi I'm going to take your side on a lot of this because Thank like, you. I, I think that you should oh, i've had another uh, cameo booking lovely stuff Woo! um <laughs> Uh, I know I I think you should put coasters under things. I think that you should try and like protect the the furniture that you've got best possible. Like all all he had to do is just go and like just damp his neck with a towel or something, and then you can lean your head back all you want. But like you need to like dry your neck first before you get like all of your sweat all over it. Make that's what stink. I said. That's what I is, said. Is, is it a fabric sofa? Yes. Oh, that's gonna get in there. Like that is gonna get into the fabric, and it is gonna stay there. Exactly. That's why I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm gonna take your, I'm gonna take your side here. I don't think Thank you're being you. unreasonable to ask Thank someone to be uh, a bit tidy and to sort of like, yeah, just like you know, you're you're grown ass people. Use a coaster. Yes, exactly. And then the other thing that we had was like, I was like, you make way too many sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll literally be building stuff okay and he'll be like he'll be cursing up a storm and i'll hear him breathing because he's all mad and i'm and i'll hear him making like these manly like sounds and i'm like bro you make way too many sounds like oh, you need to like okay, lower please. those <laughs> i am not on your side with this one i'm afraid like it's, you can't just, it's so annoying i'm literally like working doing something i love my peace and quiet and i hear <laughs> Not like that, you know. He's building stuff, right? Like I make I make those noises when I'm building stuff. Well, don't do them (laughs) when I'm doing stuff and I do like some heavy lifting around my studio. You know, I get frustrated. I keep that inside of myself. Nobody knows when I'm frustrated. I don't just scream and yell and make all these additional sound effects. Not a fan. Like he's screaming and yelling. Like, Like, well, I can't curse on here, so I'll hear him going like F or or this and that and i'll be like oh god something went wrong with the furniture building and then i'll just hear like oh, like fr- sounds of frustration yeah i think sounds of frustration is, is fair like so my my wife does not like it when i 
because I, I get really annoyed when I'm building stuff. Like we were putting up a curtain rail in the uh, last weekend and I got a measurement just ever so slightly wrong. It was like millimeters out, but I'd already drilled the hole, which oh. means that there was no way for me to fix that. Like I couldn't then just correct it. And then my wife was like, that's wonky. And I looked at it and I was like, oh, it is, isn't it? And then she's like, can we fix it? And I was like, and I just went, no, I fucked it. I, I just fucked it. Like, there's no way I that mean? I can fix it. You see what I mean? You overreacted. She asked, can you fix it? You should have been like, you know what? Maybe, but maybe not. I don't know. Just like more reserved, low, relaxing yeah. sound. And, <laughs> and I was, I was in the wrong there. Wrong with a G. I was, <laughs> I was in the wrong there. And like, and it's fine. Like, you know, cause I, I, I have my little like moment where I, and I do this when I'm driving sometimes as well, where I get like really angry and then I take a little moment. I breathe and I just turn to my wife and it's like, I'm sorry that I freaked out there. I shouldn't have done. It. I'm sorry that I swapped because I shouldn't have done. It. it was completely unnecessary, but I was, wasn't angry at you. I was angry at the situation and I was angry at myself. And that's what yeah. we And you know, that that's what bothers me because you don't realize that when somebody like gets really upset about something and the other person's in a good mood, it ruins that person's mood. Cause I'm yeah. like, I get why you're upset, but now you just took out your anger on me and I was having a good day. And now you just ruined my day. So now I'm mad at you. And we didn't have a problem earlier, but now we do. <laughs> I thought you meant just more like, like uh, sounds of exertion. Like if you're lifting something and you're like, a, like, you know, like yeah, a, a I don't like that something. either. It's too. Oh, well, I, that's so you can't help. Like you, well, you yeah, but he just, so. I just no. I like <laughs> quiet. No sound. Yeah, well, I mean, when I was gonna say, and I love that you call them sound effects as well. Like it's just, just <laughs> they're sound effects. That's what they are. They're human sound effects. You don't have to make them. You do have to make them. Like no, I make them when don't. I'm doing. You do like especially if you're like moving something because you're like you're like. You don't have to do them. I've moved heavy stuff and like literally I'm weak as hell. And if I'm moving <laughs> heavy stuff, I don't I don't make sounds. No, I don't know. I do. I I'm not gonna I, I'm not gonna demonize him for that one though. I'm gonna demonize you for having to pop at him for making them because I think that's unfair. <laughs> But there you go. That's been the latest controversy. Controversy. Like, controversy. So I get, but like, yeah. other than that, like sleeping patterns are okay. Like you haven't, like he's not snoring too much. You're not annoyed. Oh no, he's not night. snoring at all, which is good. Um, I think that's fine. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He falls asleep way too early before me. So that gets a little boring when I'm just the only one awake and I'm just there like, what to do, what to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. My wife turns out to me because I fall asleep within like 30 seconds of me going to sleep. That's like, no. That's yeah, yeah, totally. If I roll over and I've decided that I'm going to sleep, like that is it. Like 30, 90 seconds later, I'm asleep. Oh, see, I hate that. I really hate that. I'm like, can you just lay there for a while? Like ponder about life. Like I'll lay there and I'll think about things. Even when I'm super tired and my eyes are already like closing, I'll still like be thinking about life. <laughs> oh, and like when did the AEW stream the other night? Like, you know, I finished a I think I finally finished the stream at about 20 past three. So I went back up to bed at half past three. And I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I got into bed. All I could think about was the show. And I was like writing the next day's script in my head already, yeah. thinking about what I was going to do on the podcast. I woke up and I messaged Pete, being man, like, here's the title for tomorrow's news. And like, and I was just, it took me ages to fall back asleep because I was just staring up at the sky. And like, so we got a skylight, right? So I was just lying there in bed and I was just looking up at the stars and just like thinking about all of this in my head. And I rolled over because um, I was like, okay, maybe that's the problem. I just need to roll over. So I, I rolled over onto one side. By doing that, I stirred my wife. And she rolled over and she started facing me. 
which is you know that's absolutely fine that's what yeah. happens like but then she basically was just like breathing on my face she was just kind of like <laughs> <laughs> like doing this like little snore like snoring breathing and stuff on my face I was like well this isn't gonna help at all so no, <laughs> I, that's not like, work well, at all. I guess I'm just gonna roll back over then I'm just gonna roll back onto my <laughs> other side where I can't sleep and get comfortable that's hilarious it's the same thing like I can't be sleepy faced if it happens I can't know about it if I know about <laughs> it ain't gonna work okay I gotta sleep facing the opposite direction have my also, own that, personal face space well that's that other ways how are you gonna get spooned or like spoon someone are you a little spoon or you're a big spoon I don't like to be spooned or spoon I what? like having my space I don't like oh, no, being, being touched being spoons the best I guess the I best thing like that that's how like that's how me and my wife falls asleep. Like I'll spoon her for a little bit, like while we listen to a podcast, then she gets too hot. So then I roll over because I'm a very warm body in bed. And I roll over, <laughs> she spoons me, and we fall asleep. And it's lovely. No, we don't fall asleep like touching. We have to fall asleep like separately, or else I can't fall asleep. <laughs> but I, what I do do though is I'll put my leg on his back as an arm. <laughs> like, <we're- laughs> and he'll be so pissed because I'll like add, like if it's hot, I'll add heat to him. And I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, I need to go to sleep and my leg is comfortable. Like you be like, and then he gets pissed. Yeah, I'm not surprised he gets pissed. You're putting your leg on his back while he's trying to sleep. <laughs> he's used to it now. I don't know how to tell you this, Luke, but I, 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 get, I have to have live a certain way, sleep a certain <laughs> way, live a certain way. You've been too used to living on your own for a while. Yeah, like you need. Uh, I was gonna say. Anyway, right. You need. You've got a busy day ahead of you. I'm not gonna keep you any longer. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you for joining us here on a Friday. Uh, we will see you next week for this show again. But Tempest and Pete will be doing the SmackDown review tomorrow. And fingers crossed, if his surgery recovery has gone well, Mr. Davis and I will be doing the Raw review on Monday, which I can guarantee you he is not looking forward to. He's very much enjoyed not watching Raw for a bit. But until then, take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.